the, 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 the Wise Zone, where we talk about life and rights. Hello, good evening, and welcome to The Wise Zone, the show for the youth. And young at heart with me, your host, Brian Malvin Casey Tolle. And tonight's show is brought to us uh, in partnership with Forst with support from Family for Every Child. We continue the conversation that we started a few weeks ago where we are talking about issues of sexual violence against the boy child. You know, sometimes it just comes naturally that when you hear the word violence against, you think of the girl child, but how much thought do we give to the boy child? To help me unpack this conversation tonight, I am joined by Chakanetsa Rujidzo, who is the National Coordinator for men for equality and as i said before tonight's show is brought to us by farm orphan support trust chaka welcome to zfm and to the wise one hi brian uh thank you for inviting me uh hello zimbabwe uh for uh, listening to this show great i'm really excited that we're having this conversation considering your experience um when it comes to issues around the rights of the boy child the rights of men because you know they say big boys do cry too you know it's natural that we also face some challenges but before we get into the gist of the matter would you like to tell us a little bit more about men for equality trust okay thank you so much uh brian um men for equality trust is basically an organization uh, that is there to mobilize a critical mass uh, of men and boys who argument uh, the gains uh, that we have seen around gender mainstreaming. Mm-hmm. We are actually mobilizing men and boys to say that we can do better as far as changing the narrative. Whereby, you know, men are basically viewed uh, as perpetrators most of the time. Right. Basically viewed people who, who are to suppress others but they're actually saying no we can actually do better we can actually change the narrative and develop our communities develop our families and contribute positively to society all right so when you say change the narrative are we saying that we want to take away uh issues of socialization where men are looked at as masculine as defenders as the protectors of the family uh, how exactly do we want to shape a narrative where men can also express their emotions and still maintain um that role that men have generally in society oh, okay uh, basically what we are doing is that we are doing away with all the negative masculinities you know mm-hmm. When we are talking about masculinities, there are negative masculinities as well as positive masculinities. Uh, and uh, most of these negative ones are the ones whereby um, men and boys, uh, they take control even of everything that circles around women and girls' issues. For instance, mm-hmm. if, 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 if a lady wants to dress in a way, uh, there are men who are just there to say, no, you don't dress like this, who hide behind culture, behind tradition, yet... You know, a person is free to wear that, what they want. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are also men who try to even talk about, when we are talking about menstrual hygiene, for instance, mm-hmm. they will say that it's not important. So we are actually saying that, no, we should change the narrative and consider that, for instance, issues of menstrual hygiene, they should be an everyday and normal conversation. When oh. we are talking about dressing, mm-hmm. people should be able to wear what they feel like because really, they, we, we, we don't have barriers that we should put 
as far as people achieving their freedom is concerned. All right, let us go to uh, the main issue that we'll be discussing today, which is the issue of sexual violence against the boy child. In your work as men uh, for equality, what have been your experiences around um, this subject? Uh, basically, what we have uh, actually encountered uh, is that there are a lot of these cases happening, but mm-hmm. sadly, uh, a lot of boys, a lot of men are not coming out. I should uh, basically talk about the boy child, whereby uh, we have had cases whereby a boy would have been uh, sexually exploited. But now, uh, because of how society views a boy, they won't come out in the open. Why? Because some boys will actually say, like for instance, one of the cases that we dealt with, mm-hmm. uh, his peers were actually saying that you were so lucky, uh, you know, uh, by being uh, abused by your, your, your maid at home. You were so lucky. Okay. You try to court girls to engage in sexual relations and she's just coming over. Uh, you are so lucky. Zawira Mtwanda, you know, they always bring those Exactly. So when they give those uh, uh, proverbs and oh, they try to encourage, you know, the boys not to speak out about it, but to actually feel as if they are heroes. Yet, at the end of the day, when that boy, uh, what happened now, sadly, for that boy is that he then, uh, he was then abusing other younger girls now. Okay. So, the result of that so there's a cycle so, that that comes with it. Somebody gets abused; they also feel the need to uh, carry on with that behavior to others. Exactly, because they would think that it's normal and they would carry it forward. All right. So while we are still there, uh, you have mentioned one of the issues that uh, that makes boys not report this, which is the issue of peer influence, peer pressure. But I want to get back to our culture. Do we have space um, within our the, the, within our culture itself for boys to also talk about their experiences openly, uh, to also say, you know what? Do we have such mechanisms within um, our culture? Within our culture, you know, um, men and boys would sit around Dari. That's when they would talk about, uh, you know, their concerns, they would talk about their fears, their anxieties, uh, the progress that is happening and everything. Uh And this was a safe space, you know, for men and boys to interact and uh, talk about you know issues of importance uh-huh. and uh, I still think that we need to you know re- go back and uh, you know start re-engaging uh, start also reconvening this direct platform whereby men and boys would feel easily you know uh, they would feel easy uh, when they are talking about these issues so that you know we need that space just like you know what is happening within the girl child uh, I always say that uh, we do not need to ignore boys because the same predicament that they are in today around sexual violence is the same predicament that girls also fell in, you know, a few years ago. And mm. a lot of affirmative action has taken space and has uh, made, uh, you know, we are not saying that the cases around the girls have totally gone out, no. Mm. But we are also saying that we need that space also for the boys. So we need to redo the diary so that boys can be able to speak around their issues, their fears, 
and everything that affects them. All right, so there is need for us to create safe spaces where boys can openly talk about issues that affect them. But I'm keen to also understand from you, based on your experience, where do these issues take place? Issues of abuse against boys, because like we say, they are really talked about. Are they happening in the home, in the society, at schools? Where do we find boys mostly uh, being um, abused, you know, being susceptible to such cases of abuse? Uh, mostly, uh, Brian, uh, the place uh, that is that we feel that children should be safe in is the home. But unfortunately, uh, within that home setup, it's still you know that space where we actually find that the majority of the cases that okay they are within the home space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and it's so sad, you know, due to various reasons. Uh, maybe we can just say that uh, the children will be sleeping in that spare bedroom. And uh, when they are sleeping, they'll be sharing blankets and all. And mm. that's when all the things happen. Even when guests come in, well, shall I say, and the like, what we don't even know, that security is a pedophile. Mm. So these are things which are happening within the family setup. And then uh, the school setup again, uh, I, I don't despise, you know, the same sex schools. Uh, but, you know, we also have reports of this also occurring within the, uh, the same sex schools and also there are even reports within the religious setup as well mm. uh where we actually where we think the boys are supposed to be safe but you know they will be taken uh, in by their pastors sometimes uh by the other religious leaders uh they are abused and even in the streets uh we have had uh, one of our partners whom we work with who uh, were actually giving us referring uh, cases where boys in the streets, they, they're actually taken by men. Mm-hmm. And some are even taken by women. And then they are cleaned up, they go, they are sexually exploited, and then they are taken back to the street. So these are quite a number of hotspots uh, where such cases are okay. All right, I want to take us back to something that you've mentioned when you're talking about this happening in the home setup. You've talked about, you know, the fact that as, as, as Zimbabweans, as Africans, we are accommodative. You know, Tiri, we're an extended family. He's part of the family. You know, they easily blend in and become part of the family. So it's natural for us to say we are sharing common spaces such as bedrooms where probably children sleep and all that. But how then do we ensure that our children are safe you know how then do we make sure that we are still accommodative we are still open but still we ensure that our children are are safe i think uh, whenever we are talking about children we should always put the best interest of the child first Mm. Uh, i was having a conversation some other time with my colleagues at work where we were just comparing how you know the european or should i say the other countries you know uh deal with issues well you know you don't get into a room of uh, a child in europe you don't get into a room of a child if you're not physical mm. you know you not just walk in with privacy so i think uh in, in the same vein we need also to come up with our own homegrown solution mm-hmm. uh you know that protects our children uh, if a guest comes in it's a better cheaper space you know, you know, the other way we are, we actually live within either within the ghettos or where. Don't create a space within the dining room, within the kitchen, because that person, our way, but is a family. But tapas space, the privacy, the best interest of our children, 
are maintained so that we avoid the potential of that occurring in the first place. Because, you know, we need to safeguard our children. Mm. Uh, when we are talking about safeguarding of children, if any room uh, of any potential uh, right. abuse at, uh, occurring from the first place, even our within the same space with our children. We should ensure that our children care is put in place and priority every time So what I'm getting from you is we should err on the side of caution, right? Don't leave anything to chance. Make sure that, you know, we close all these gaps. We make sure that our children are safe. Let's talk about, you know, our children also opening up. Sometimes, you know, how do we normalize conversations around abuse? of the boy child in our own homes how do we make sure that mwana kana tukazetika kwaari anote ah but did wakambostaura mama wakambostaura kuzitinjakata ishika itika panija kutu itika how do we have an age appropriate conversation around these issues with our children uh, you know uh, they always say that it's better for us to train uh, children than to repay men mm. <laughs> so you know uh, even those who go to the Christian churches they even talk about you know uh, training children the way that they should go so that when they grow older they won't depart, they from, depart it. from it yeah so within the same uh, vein uh, i would actually encourage i would encourage the viewers the listeners that you know uh, when we are training our children we should have comprehensive sexuality education and that we should make use of that is age appropriate for instance when we are dealing with the toddlers when we are dealing with the preschools the primary school, uh, should I say, somewhere around grade, uh, from the ECD, uh, the preschool, uh, as well as uh, dealing with those within, like, grade 3, grade 4. Mm-hmm. We, we can talk about the issues of the good and bad touches. That is the proper way of teaching our children that no one should touch all those spaces within your body that are hidden from the public view. So that they would actually understand that. No one is supposed to touch that private part of mine. Uh-huh. No one is supposed to put you uh, on their lap. No one is supposed to carry you around. No one should uh, force you to undress. No one should also take you in an enclosed space without, uh, you know, so that they, they, they would understand that uh, they, they don't have to be within such a space. So we start it uh, early, you know, just as we feed the baby. We don't start giving a baby solid food, but we start with milk. So the milk uh, of this matter is now talking about these touches, the good and bad touches. As we grow older, uh, that's when we can even make use, uh, you know, of uh, the literature that is lying around. I understand uh, within the, the curriculum, uh, competence-based uh, curriculum that we have right now, mm-hmm. uh, when, when the children are now around grade four, five, six, they would even talk about reproduction in animals. Mm. So when they understand uh, what happens now, you try to bring it a little bit closer, whereby you even ask, uh, you know, rhetoric questions like, where do babies come from to those kids? So that the moment you start having that conversation, they will feel at ease and they'll be able to actually say, um, and then you can laugh it off. It has to be done within a space whereby parents, guardians and their children should have, you know, close relations. They should have Wukama Wakasimba. You are as a parent, you want to find a best friend in one hour. Mm. So the very moment you become a best friend for, of your child, 
it becomes easy now to talk openly about the matters that concern them. Chimani Mani 91.3, Mutare, my hometown, 95.4, Mulawayo, um, 106.7. We want to hear your experiences around the subject we're discussing today on The Wise Zone, the show for the youth. And the young at heart, I am joined by Chakanetsa Rujedzo, who is the National Coordinator for Men for Equality Trust. And tonight's conversation is brought to us by Farm Orphan Support Trust with uh, with support from family for every child we are talking about issues of sexual abuse of the boy child how do we ensure that we end violence sexual violence against the boy child you also talked about something important chaka uh, you have talked about the issue of our curriculum do you think that our curriculum um, is doing everything that it can in ensuring that the boy child also understands his rights I think our curriculum, uh, in as much as I applaud the government uh, for coming up uh, with this updated curriculum, really it made a shift uh, from the curriculum that we learned, uh, you know, it is a wizard <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when, we're, mm. when we're in school. But now, uh, when a child comes with their homework right now, I'm not sure Yeah. But really, this homework, camera say. So I would actually acknowledge really the efforts that were done by the government. But we still have a gap around the sexual abuse of boys, whereby, uh, you know, most of the images that are within the textbooks or, should I say, within the mainstream media mm-hmm. uh, or any other space, they always talk mostly about the girl child. Mm-hmm. So we now need to have more information also about sexual abuse of boys so that we balance the act. Mm-hmm. Just as we are having the textbooks right now, I, I've acknowledged some of the positives, uh, you know, where we actually have female drivers, uh, mm-hmm. you know, within within those, those textbooks. Mm-hmm. We have female builders, we have got female mechanics and the like, which is positive, and I acknowledge and applaud government for that. But we also need to have, to have images of boys who are also facing abuse so that it comes closer to the boys, so that they do understand that really this is happening and we need to report it. Right. And then I just want to ask you this. What then is the role of the girl child in also protecting the boy child? Because whenever we talk about abuse of the girl child, you know, we are quick to rope in the girl child at the boy child and say, you are your sister's protector and all that. So how can the girl child also play a positive role in ensuring that her brother is safe? Uh, I think uh, the girl child uh, can play a very, uh, you know, supportive role of their brothers. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that in any of any other family, uh, there is like older boys. Sometimes it's the older girls, and then the brothers are actually young. So they should uh, also be their brothers' keepers, uh, who actually, you know, uh, get that space to support uh, the boys and encourage them, uh, you know, to cry, encourage them to share uh, what uh, they are experiencing. You know, because we believe that if we empower both the boy child and the girl child, we achieve total empowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we don't want to, uh, like, let's say we want to solve solutions by pouring water into a basket. Mm-hmm. If we pour water into a basket, we lose everything. But we should pour water in the bucket. Mm-hmm. So, in the same vein, uh, I'm actually saying that uh, girls should be supporting uh, boys the same way yeah, boys should be supporting girls so that they can understand each other and have better relations that will be able now for them to be uh, to speak out about these issues and uh, avoid self-blaming. Because, you know, according to the report uh, that uh, FOST came up with, uh, mm-hmm. they actually say that the boys end up self-blaming, leading to them not reporting 
mm. and not seeking victim support. So even uh, girl child uh, oriented organizations should open their spaces again for the boys. That's where now the girls play a part. Because mm-hmm. imagine a girl uh, that uh, works with an organization X, which is specifically deals with the girls, knows that they provide the services and the boy has faced abuse. It will be easy now for the boy to get the support services and counseling at that particular center, maybe which is actually within reach. So the girls can play that positive role to support the boys. Right, so it's important for the girls to also play a supportive role to their brother so that they can prote- they can make sure that they are also not uh, vulnerable to abuse. Very powerful words coming there from uh, Chaka when it comes to the role of the girl child in ensuring that her brother is safe. Now let's talk about the reporting um, structures that exist, supporting structures. You've already talked about some organizations that work with girls, also ensuring that they accommodate the boy child. Does the boy child also have in sufficient places to go to when it comes to reporting um, cases of abuse that are against him? Uh, sadly, uh, Brian, uh, you know, uh, the boys, they don't have enough facilities. Uh, you know, it's a sad scenario that we have uh, mm. because, you know, uh, most of these facilities, uh, they were, uh, you know, created to, to, to be much more safer and much more approachable uh, by the feminine gender. But anyway, we can always, uh, you know, accommodate everyone. As I said, uh, there's nothing wrong for girl-child-oriented organizations to accommodate boys, uh, you know, when they want to report uh, cases. The same way even with state institutions, the victim-friendly uh, unit within the JRP uh, should be able also to accommodate boys and believe them. Because, you know, when boys are not believed, they lose their self-esteem mm. and they won't see the reason for them uh, to, to also, you know, report uh, in the same case uh, that I talked about earlier, you know, the boy did not receive counseling, unfortunately. So when he skipped the counseling sessions, that's when he actually thought of having that revenge abuse to, uh, to, to, to the other younger girls now. Mm. So when they do receive uh, counseling and everything, it will make it easy now for them to really understand that when they go through that psychosocial support and, uh, uh, you know, when they get that uh trauma counseling and everything they can become better so i would like to encourage our stakeholders to accommodate open spaces for boys so that boys get the support services that they also need the same way that girls are getting them all right so it's important that uh spaces be open even to the boy child you've mentioned very very important um avenues there such as the zrp victim friendly unit also being one such place where the boy child can feel safe to talk about his experience so i also want to find uh find out from you what are some of the telltale signs that maybe a parent a teacher a pastor or anybody can identify to say i think this young man is going through some bit of some, some abuse as, as, a, as a starting point for investigations to take place, what should parents be on the lookout for when it comes to the behavior of their sons? Okay, uh, you know what happens, Brian, is uh, there are certain uh, visible uh, behavioral changes that are okay. Mm-hmm. If someone was as loud and talkative as I am, <laughs> you <can laughs> see uh, that, you know, uh, there's that change. Uh, instead of being an extrovert, the boy will become more of an introvert. Uh, they would want to be self-isolated, uh, you know, the issues around bedwetting, again, the same way that happens within the girl child. Uh, they will be having issues around bedwetting. Uh, there will also be change, uh, the drop within the grades, uh, within the school setup. 
they won't be participating if they would have been participating in low self-esteem again. Uh, if they were participating in sport or in other uh, social activities, you would see that they would be withdrawn from society. They would want that space as boys because they will be having fear. As I said, fear of not being believed. Mm. So when they are having that fear and everything, uh, they would actually think that maybe uh, it's better for me to be within my space. And thirdly, when you look even at the statistics uh, around uh, suicidal, uh, you know, cases that okay, they also even become suicidal. Boys are most likely, or men are most likely to commit suicide. So they become suicidal as well. So these are some of uh, the effects, or should I say the telltale uh, signs uh, that you actually see within boys. All right. And uh, is there also a link between uh, boys who are abused and and drug and substance abuse, which has become quite rampant in our society? Precisely. Uh, Thank you for raising that, really. It's also one of those uh, signs, you know, because they'll be looking to find, uh, they they will be seeking solace. Mm-hmm. And when they are looking for solace, uh, they actually find drugs uh, and other substances, uh, you know, as uh, that, uh, you know, avenue for them uh, to, to be able to drown, you know, their feelings, to drown uh, their sorrows. And um, you even as grown men, the, the more of those alcoholics that we actually see, if mm-hmm. we really trust them, well, it won't be surprising really to understand that they would have gone through sexual abuse when they were young. Uh, those who even uh, abuse women when they are older they would even have gone through that so the issues of uh, drug and substance abuse is also very common and uh, of course uh, the issues around uh, the STIs also come through mm-hmm. um you know when they'll be having the STIs it's because those are the signs that show that we have been sexually active but sometimes you'd actually understand that the sexual activity that they're engaging in is sexual abuse all right so these are some of the signs that as a parent as a guardian as somebody who's on the lookout for 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 any boy or girl there these are some of the things that you can be looking out for so uh chaka as we start winding up our show or what message you'd like to give to any boy who might be facing some form of abuse maybe they weren't even aware that they are being abused until we had this show what message you like to give out to them uh, I would like to say to every boy that is listening to this show, or even their colleagues and peers, that they should spread the word that as boys we also face abuse. And when we face abuse as boys, we should be men enough to speak up and talk about it. Someone always listens to you. Mm-hmm. Talk to someone, tell them about the ordeal that you have gone through so that you seek help early. When you seek help early, you'll be able to be protected from HIV to be able to be protected from sexual uh, transmitted infections, as well as, you know, you get healing for your body, soul, and mind. So I would like to encourage boys out there to talk about it, create more spaces where we even discuss about these things. You are not a hero when you face sexual violence, and it's not your fault. So go out there, talk about it, even to other organizations and service providers. They can always give you support that you need. Ah, thank you so much for those powerful words, Chaka. And how do people reach out to Men for Equality Trust? Uh, they can uh, email us at info at Men for Equality Trust. Uh, the four is actually a number. Okay. So, uh, info at Men for Equality Trust. dot uh, They can call us uh, on zero seven one nine six one six nine eight zero zero seven one nine six one six nine eight zero. 
All right, uh, Mr. Rizzo, thank you so much for taking time out to have this conversation with me. It's been quite enlightening and I'm, I'm sure that there are some boys who have benefited from the conversation that we've had. Thank you so much, uh, my brother. Thank you so much, my brother, also for having me. Great. So, as uh, Mr. Rizzo said, it is better for us to ensure that we protect the boy child than try to repair broken men. The conversation tonight has been around uh, sexual abuse of the boy child. But unfortunately, that's all the time that we had for this conversation. For now, it's me, your host, Brian Marvin Casey, saying let us meet in other programs and let us take care of ourselves and of each other. Tonight's program has been brought to us by Farm Orphan Support Trust with funding from Family for Every Child. For now, I'm rolling the carpet for Pity the Ghost, the ghost who is up next with The Fix.